evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 12th, 2017 edition of Season 4 of The Court Report on the Nakam Sequel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. right here on the Nakam Sequel Network. Every week, we'll take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. You can friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weisselberg. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or you can like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank Thank you once again to our amazing, hard-working sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. You know, just like you, they are preparing for the next month, hard at work, already in the shop, putting together all the trophies that are going to be handed out to the winners of all of our leagues in the Yeshiva League. They've been doing it for well over a decade. And if you've won a championship, you already know what they can do for you. So if you're in any need for any plaques, any trophies, anything... Give them a call, 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official analyst, but most of all, like you, a huge Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, please do so. You'll have access to all of our shows, going all the way back to the very first season, plus you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to do the same. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Core Report. Yep, this is another Sunday night that we're on. I know we just had a show this past Tuesday night, so you're normally expecting this. Maybe this is going to be an encore. Nope. No, folks. It is an entirely new show because we are coming down to the wire. This is going to be potentially the last week of Yeshiva League sports in terms of regular season with playoffs coming up next week, and I want to keep you up to date on everything that's going on. So tonight we're going to have a show. And I was toying with the idea of a show this coming Tuesday night. That was before the snow happened. Now, because the snow has happened, a lot of the games that would have happened this past Thursday are actually being pushed to the other side of Tuesday night. So the truth is, there really isn't going to be much more of an update than what we really have today. So that sort of kicked that plan to the curb. I'd just be repeating a lot of what happened here, because most of the games that will mean something are happening on Tuesday night and the other side, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Only a handful of games happening tomorrow night, and it really doesn't help any of the playoff scenarios. So the truth is, it doesn't make sense to have a whole new show on Tuesday night. But we'll definitely have something for you next week. Don't know if it'll be next Sunday because of you know the holiday, because of President's Day, and because I have a family event next Sunday that might uh, keep me from... Uh, being able to do my hosting duties. So we'll see if it'll be next Sunday night or next Tuesday night. Stay tuned to the airwaves so that we can keep you up to date on when our next show will be. We'll figure that out over the next week. I'll talk to Nachum, see what he says. He's the big man. He's the guy that keeps it keeps it real with us and tells us what we do. So uh, I'll, I'll follow his lead. But uh, I'm really, really excited to be able to present to you all of what's going on over the next week because this is really the most intense and insane time of the year for these kids. We're getting into playoff time. 
and that's just the most wonderful time of the year. We have just a little over a month left to every championship. Next uh, next month is March, March 19th. We're going to have the hockey championships, the boys hockey championships. Then we're going to have the next Sunday, March 26th. We're going to have the boys basketball championships. Uh, somewhere in between, we have the girls basketball championships, girls volleyball. You name it, it is happening over the next month. And uh, there's stuff we haven't even talked about yet. We haven't even talked about the fact that Saracek is coming up in two weeks. We have to get to that at some point over the next week, and we will we'll preview Saracek for you as well. Uh, but for now, let's keep it going with the Shiva League sports. Uh, a lot happened over the last couple of days. Several leagues have already finished up. Others are just on the cusp of doing so. We'll get into that when we get through all of them, obviously. But each of them, in turn, will let you know what needs to happen over the next couple of days for us to be uh, well-rounded out with all of our sports. Again, just keep in mind that because of the snow that happened this past Thursday, a whole slate of games was wiped out, and several leagues that you think should be done or that we said would be done are not. They're going to continue into next week. But again, where it's done, where the leagues are full, we will give you the full round out and we'll let you know how the playoffs stand in those leagues. Just to give you a little advanced preview of what we're going to be getting into this week, the league released its tiebreaker proceedings for uh, for all of the all of the yeshiva leagues, and it's already uh, playing havoc with, or potentially playing havoc with, two or three of our leagues, including one where at the end of this week we could see ourselves having a five-way tie for one through five in the playoffs. We'll get to that when we get to varsity basketball. Also, having an impact in girls' JV, where a game that where games that were played in one division could potentially have a huge impact in the way the playoffs play out in another division. We'll get to that in just a few moments, though. We're going to start out first with hockey going to start out in varsity first where there were only really two nights on the week given the snow uh with uh with games starting out wednesday night where there were five games east and the west making a difference in both first really to the games that didn't make much of a difference wednesday night in the east drs defeating flatbush four nothing to give drs a record of 13 and oh drs will look to put the undefeated cap on their season this coming wednesday night when they face hank so drs eastern number one overall spot first round buy for them uh they're pretty much settled, just looking to keep the perfect season going. The game that did matter in the East, Rambam and Hafter. Rambam and Hafter came into the week one point apart. Rambam at 17 points, Hafter at 16 points. Hafter, three games uh, on the combined week. Uh, If you look at last Wednesday, last night, and tomorrow night as well. Two of those against Rambam. One of these games, extremely important for Hafter to take. Uh, At the very least, if they won two games, then they would be walking out of the week, having clinched the second spot in the East. Well, first night of that uh, of that trio went very well for them. Hafter dominating Rambam in Rambam 6-2. to two. Brian Fald, two goals on the night for Hafter, pushed Hafter's record up to 9-3, and three, 18 points. They clinched... Um, again, they've already clinched a first-round home game. Looking at last night to take away the first round by as well. Would not be able to do it though, losing 5-1 to one in TABC, meaning that this Monday night, Hafter and Rambam will play effectively for the second seed. If 
Rambam wins that game, it goes to Rambam. If Hafter wins that game, it goes to Hafter. If it ties, it goes to Hafter. Anything other than a win for the Ravens will mean that Hafter will have jumped them over into the second seed. Rambam will end up in the third seed, facing North Shore in the first round. So, very big game coming up this week. Yeah, the East will have basically been settled um, Mostly mostly done at this point. DRS is the one. Either Hafter or Rambam will be the two. Uh, or, and the three. Hank will be the four. They'll face... Well, unless... Excuse me. If Hank defeats DRS, we have ourselves a different situation. Uh, so I shouldn't jump ahead of myself on that. Uh, but what we do know is that DRS is the one. Hafter, Rambam, and Hank will some in some fashion or another be the two, three, and four. I think only Hafter and Rambam can take the two, uh, and then everybody else can go three and four as well. Flatbush and North Shore will be five and six. Moving over to the West, though, because we talked about TABC. TABC, with that win, locks itself into the three spot at nine, three, and one. They have clinched the three because of losses by Ramaz, uh, by a loss by Ramaz this past week that keeps them at eight and five and cannot jump over TABC. Ramaz losing four nothing to MTA, which actually served both ways to do uh, to do damage because it gave Ramaz a loss, which means that it cannot catch TABC, which means that Ramaz and JEC will be in that battle for uh, the for the final first round home game. Game, but given the win, it also clinched MTA, the sixth seed in the West. MTA finishing at 7-7, seven and seven, giving them 14 points, meaning that Kushner could not jump them. And that was very interesting because Kushner, a desperate team doing all it could to make its way into the playoffs, took Frisch to overtime on Wednesday night, losing 5-4. So even though um, even though they got there, even a win wouldn't have helped them at that point, not knowing that because the game was going on at the same time. But an MTA loss and a Kushner win could have uh, given Kushner the edge it needed to, to, uh, to get to the playoffs. Unfortunately now, Kushner can only get to 13 points. MTA is at, 15, is at 14 points. And uh, that's where it ends. So we have our 12 playoff teams now. The teams in the West. Frisch, SAR, TABC, Ramaz, JEC, and MTA. The lone other game, SAR, taking a forfeit win over Westchester. Uh, so right now, SAR finishes their season at 12-2. and two, But Frisch will also face JEC this coming Thursday night. So if Frisch gets at least one point, we don't have to go into a whole tiebreaker situation. So SAR and Frisch will be either the one or the two. TABC the three. What really will be figured out? Oh, and MTA the six. What will be figured out this week? The uh, the last home game, Ramaz and JEC. That will be determined tomorrow night when the two teams meet up in JEC. The winner of this game is guaranteed to get the four seed. The loser guaranteed the five. No matter what, they'll be facing each other again in the first round of the playoffs. That's correct. Frisch and SAR will get the bye. TABC will host MTA. Ramaz and JEC will face each other in some fashion. Looking at the week ahead, uh, tomorrow night we'll have Hafter and Rambam and JEC and Ramaz. 
Tuesday night, formality game between TABC and Kushner. Thursday, uh, Frisch and JEC will square off. Again, that game really doesn't mean much except for, uh, I guess, for Frisch, just to make sure that they don't end up in a tie with SAR and go down to the tiebreaker. I haven't done that, but I will do that if we need to, to figure that out. Wednesday night, the only other game that really, really means something, and it only really means something to Hank, uh, DRS and Hank will do battle. Again, Hank looking to try to jump over the loser of the Rombom Hafter battle into, uh, into third place if they can in the East. Taking a look at the playoff situations, again, we've said Frisch and SAR will take the one and two uh, in the West. Uh, DRS automatically in the East. Hafter and Rombom fighting for the East two seed. Um, East 3 and East 6 will be North Shore traveling to either Hafter, Hank, or Rombaum. And the same thing with the 5. It'll be Flatbush traveling to East 4, which will be Hafter, Hank, or Rombaum. Out West, West 6, MTA will travel to West 3, TABC. And West 4 and 5, JEC and Ramaz. Uh, that will be figured out tomorrow night. Taking a look at something we haven't taken a look at in a very, very long time, apparently... The rankings for uh, for varsity hockey. Um, I know that a couple of the numbers may have shifted around over the last few weeks, but that's uh, that's only because we really haven't uh, been discussing it. But here's how they stand now: DRS at the one, Frisch at the two, SAR at the three. Those haven't changed in a while. Hafter moving up to the four spot. TABC the five, Rambam the six, Hank the seven, JEC eight, MTA nine, Kushner ten, Ramaz eleven, Flatbush twelve, North Shore thirteen. Hillal 14, Megan David 15, Solomon Schechter 16, YDE 17, and Westchester 18. You might notice there that uh, you know Ramaz dropping well below, dropping below Kushner. Uh, that was because of Kushner's uh, overtime loss to Frisch. K- uh, Kushner uh, making a big uh, uh, big stand for themselves, even though a disappointing uh, season, finishing off at five and seven. And you'll also notice Flatbush uh, down there below as well. Um, Moving over to JV Hockey, though, where we now know exactly what happened uh, in the in the uh, in the JV West race we'll get to that in a second we're going to start out in the east where things have sort of been wrapped up uh, over the past week and we know what's going on there uh, we know DRS came into the week at 8 Oh, and one. They're facing TABC today in a game that, for the most part, is meaningless other than bragging. Both teams came in with a record of 8 0 and 1. TABC leading the West 8 0 and 1. DRS leading the East at 8 0 and 1. Question is who's going to have that extra boost going into the playoffs? Uh, we'll see. Uh, we don't have a score for that. That game happened at 2 today but we'll have that for you next week. Beyond that, in the East, we've figured out who the two-seed will be, and that will be the Hafter Hawks. Hafter taking a 4-1 win over Rombaum to push them to 7-3, 14 points, and the number two-seed, the other first-round home game in the East. Rombaum, for its uh, efforts, would bounce back with a 10-1 win over Shari last night. A meaningless game, Rombaum finishing outside the playoffs. Uh, you have Hank and Flatbush uh, finishing with a record of 6-3-0-1. Oh, Hank with the tiebreaker win over Flatbush, meaning that Hank will get the three seed, whereas a couple of weeks ago they were fighting for a a, a first-round home game. Flatbush will be the fourth seed. Moving over to the West, though, came into the week with a really interesting, uh, really interesting push on our hands. SAR uh, with their win last week 
over Ramaz pushed them up to 4-4-1-1, and 10 points, meaning that it would come down to uh, to a couple of different, two different games, Kushner's, Kushner's game with MTA and Frisch's game with JEC. Kushner at that point, after SAR's win, could only play spoiler. They were at 3-5-0-1, most they can get is nine points, they were out. MTA with a win would tie SAR. Uh, but MTA with a win would jump SAR because they would have five wins. The same would be said for JEC. If JEC were to win, they would have jumped SAR. They would also have jumped MTA based on, I believe they would have jumped MTA also based on tiebreaker. I'd have to recalculate with the new tiebreaker uh, scenarios, but that's what I thought. I'm not too sure about that, We shall, we, but it's at this point, it's moot. We know who that fourth seed will be. It will not be MTA. MTA taking a 2-1 loss to Kushner on Wednesday night, meaning that they would finish with a record of 4-6 and and eliminated and in last place in the division. Question is, would they be joined by JEC or would JEC take the fourth seed? Well, that was figured out today with Frisch taking a 3-1 win over JEC to uh, knock JEC out and give the SAR Sting the final seed in the Western Conference. So the so it finishes off like this. TABC having their game today. They're right now at 8-0-1 without today's game. Frisch with their win jumps up to 6-1 and 3, 15 points. Ramaz in third, 5-4 and 1. Remember how they started out hot and they sort of cooled off towards the back end. Uh SAR 4-4 1 and 1, 10 points taking the fourth seed. One of the most unlikely scenarios but they do it with the help of some really interesting upsets, and most of them at the hands of Kushner. So Kushner really making a run towards the back end, starting out the second half of the season 0-5-1, and, and picking up four straight wins, including uh, some knockoffs against JEC, Hank, and MTA, to really make a showing for themselves. So congrats to them uh, really making the push, unfortunately needing one or two more points from the front end to push into the postseason. JEC and MTA rounding out the division at four and six with eight points apiece. So we have our complete playoff situation for the for the JV hockey division. It'll be as follows. East 1 DRS will host West 4 SAR for the second year in a row. West 2 Frisch will host East 3 Hank. The winner of those two games will meet up, which means we have the potential for uh, some very interesting games where we had DRS and Frisch who tied, we had... um, SAR and Frisch, who played, and the last game they played was to a tie, DRS and Hank, which wasn't really a close game, There's uh, and SAR and Hank, who have not met up this year, so that could be really interesting as well, but they met in the playoffs two years ago. In the other bracket, you have West 1 TABC taking on East 4 Flatbush. They played a number of years back, back when I was coaching the Flatbush JV team, and you have East 2 Hafter hosting West 3 Ramaz. That will be your boys' JV hockey playoff bracket. Taking a look at the rankings for this league also, which we haven't done in a while. TABC and DRS at 1 and 2. That could change based on who won today. TABC at the 1, DRS at the 2. Frisch in 3rd. Hafter in 4th. 
SAR in 5, Hank in 6, Ramaz in 7, Flatbush in 8, Kushner jumping up to the ninth spot with their recent wins, Rambam dropping to 10, JEC at 11, MTA at 12, YDE at 13, Share at 14, and Mag and David at 15. And that wraps up Boys JV Hockey. The next time you hear it will be a preview of the playoffs. Going to move over to girls basketball now, where two of the three, uh, the, two of the three leagues are actually done. I, I don't say done in terms of the schedule because they each have a couple of games left. Actually, girls varsity B has a couple of games, has one game left. But girls varsity A and girls varsity B, I say they're done in terms of the playoff spots, all locked up. We know who will be playing where in each of those uh, in each of those leagues. Girls JV, one game left, but that is going to be a wacky situation. So stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss that. If you are if you're a fan of the new rules in this league, uh, this is a doozy for you. But hold on, we're going to get to that in just a few moments. We're going to start on Girls Varsity A. There were four games on the past week, and uh, one that was. Uh, postponed. The one that was postponed Thursday night, the Hafter Brewery contest, uh, that game not having much meaning for the playoffs, so uh, no problems uh, moving forward without that game. I don't know if that game will be made up. If it is, we'll let you know, but neither Hafter nor Brewery are making the playoffs. Also, a game sort of meaningless for uh, the end of the season, North Shore defeating Hank this past Sunday night, finishing North Shore season at 5-7. and that loss uh, pushed Hank to 0 and 11. Hank would round out a winless season this past Wednesday night, losing big to Central. The win for Central locked up the second seed in the East for uh, for them uh, coming into the week. As we said, Central and Ramaz tied at seven and four. Central needing a win to do it, or otherwise Ramaz would have a chance to do it with a with a game against Flatbush on Wednesday. Uh, either way, Central would have found their way to victory to uh, to the second seed. They would found their way to victory. But even if not, Flatbush defeating Ramaz 44-30, meaning that Ramaz would drop 2-7-5, tied with Heschel. Um, but both of them would be traveling in the first round, but Ramaz gets the tiebreaker over Heschel due to their 48-35 win early in January. So the Eastern Conference is set. We have Flatbush clinching the playoffs uh, number one seed for the East, taking on the West number four seed, who they'll play we'll get to in a second. Central. At eight and four, clinching the second seed, clinching a first-round home game versus the West number three seed. Ramaz and Heschel both finishing at seven and five. Ramaz clinching the three will travel to West two. Heschel the number four over to West one. Now, who these teams would be facing? Again, we came into the week telling you here that Hillel and Frisch going into battle with each other could have lent us to a very messy three-way tie. Maya Notes started the week at eight and four. They finished their season. Frisch came in at eight and three. Hillel came in at seven and four. A Hillel win would have made this a very messy tiebreak to go through. Without having the tiebreak uh, uh, on our hands, we couldn't really figure it out uh, at that point. No reason to do it either. Frisch taking the 53 to 36 win, ensuring that they will get the two seed with a record of nine and three. At the top of the division, we know is SAR already at 11 and one. Frisch nine and three gets the two. Maya Note at eight and four will get the three. Hillal with that loss dropping to seven and five in the four. Just to give you a full roundout, so that we can uh, 
put the cap on teams for the season. In the East, Flatbush at 10 and 2, Central at 8 and 4, Ramaz at 7 and 5, Heschel at 7 and 5, Hafter at 5 and 6. If they have to make up that game, then they'll, you know, we'll update their schedule. Otherwise, stays at 5 and 6, North Shore 5 and 7, Solomon Schechter 3 and 9, Hank at 0 and 12. In the West, SAR at 11 and 1. Frisch at nine and three, Mayanoid at eight and four, Hillel seven and five, Brewery like Hafter at five and six. If they need to make that up, then uh, they'll do so. Otherwise, we'll just leave it as is. Kushner at three and nine, and Westchester at one eleven. So, this is what our playoff bracket looks like for Girls Varsity A. In our first bracket, East number one Flatbush will take on West number four Hillel. The winner of that contest will face the winner between the West number two, East number three game. That will be Frisch versus Ramaz. Uh, if I, if I'm not explaining it well enough for you, how this works, uh, it's Olympic style, meaning East one takes on West four, West two takes on West three, West one takes on East four, and East two takes on West three, and the brackets fall on that line. In the other bracket, West number one, SAR will battle East number 4, Heschel. And the winner of that will face the winner of East number 2, Central, West number 3, Mayanote. We will give you previews of these games uh, over the next week or so, probably on the other side once we figure out when this round will be played. Uh, moving on to Girls B now. A little bit easier of a uh, of a of an analysis. Only four teams make the playoffs in this one. SKA wrapping up the division with two solid wins on the week, dropping uh, shall have it forty two to twenty six and Bruya forty four to twenty seven. Their game on Thursday night snowed out. So I don't know if they'll make that up because they really don't need to. SKA's win move them to 11 and 0. The one against Breweria drops them to 10 and 2, meaning that Breweria cannot catch SKA at the top. Nobody can catch Breweria. SKA guaranteed the 1 seed, Breweria guaranteed the 2 seed. What did happen this week that uh that rounded out the league was that loss to uh to to SKA for shall have it, but also a major loss to Elan. Uh, to cap out the season four, shall have it. Shall have it. Finishing at three and nine, a win would have tied them with Elon. But otherwise, right now, our uh, our playoffs are all set. Mag and David clinched the three seed at six and six. Elon with the win moves to five and seven. We'll get the four seed. Shall have it at three and nine, ending up outside of the playoffs after being so close with Mag and David a few weeks back, and with uh, with Elon. This past week, Share Torah at 0 and 11. The Share Torah SKA game again uh, irrelevant now. Canceled on Thursday night. Whether or not it'll be made up, we don't know. But here is how Girls B looks after all that. This is very straightforward. Just semifinals and then finals. Seed number one SKA will host number four Elon. Seed number two Bruria will host seed number three Mag and David. The winner of those games will meet up in the Girls B Championship. Moving over, though, to a league where there will be a game that needs to be made up. And we're not going to get into the reasons why, but very intriguing issue with Mayanote and Frisch that is causing them to replay uh, the game, a game that they played back in January. And the effect that it has on the league 
it's just massive. And when I get through the East, you'll understand why. And it's funny that I'm saying why the East affects what happens in the West. But just follow me on this one. Coming into the week, uh, we had three teams. Uh, we had three teams who were in playoff position in the East. It was Hank at eight and one. It was Hafter at five and five. Central at five and four. North Shore at three and six was already eliminated. Flatbush at two and six was already eliminated. The only team that could cause a stir, Ramaz. Ramaz came into the week at three and five. They would have two games this week facing North Shore and Flatbush. Ramaz knew that coming into the week, uh, given the tiebreaker scenario, they needed to win two games in order to clinch a playoff berth. Given how the three-way tiebreak works out in our league, Central would be the odd man out in that situation if they ended up tied with Ramaz. Central, the loss, they ended up losing by one to Hank, 35-34. So Hank finished out the season at 9-1. and one. Central, though, would end up tied at 5-5 five and five with Hafter. What would happen to those two teams? Well, they'd have to wait on Ramaz. Well, first game of the week, Ramaz took on North Shore, beating them by 5, 46-41. So, inching ever closer. Flatbush, though, not even close. Ramaz would more than double Flatbush, defeating them 32-14. to And just like that, Ramaz at 5-5 five and five is in. Central at 5-5 five and five is out. Ramaz jumping into the East 2 seed with the win, forcing Central out of the playoffs and Hafter down to the 3 seed. And that's extremely important because of what happened this past week in the West. Frisch would end up dropping SAR 44-34. to Using the standings on the website, this would push Frisch to 8-1, SAR to 8-2, Mayanote to 7-2. Because of that, because of the fact that that game would have had an impact on the league, it needs to be played. And so it will. Taking a look at the standings right now, Frisch 8-1, SAR 8-2, Maya Note 7-2. If Frisch wins this game, it's a moot point. Frisch would be 9-1, SAR would be 8-2, Maya Note would be 7-3. They would finish in that order 1-2-3. What happens, though, if Maya Note wins? Well... That takes us to our new tiebreaker scenario this year. Why? Because a Mayanote win would push those three teams to 8-2. and And we would have a tiebreaker situation where all three teams, like has happened a couple of years ago, and it was very messy then, but a little more intricate now. We'll get to that in a second. All three teams would be tied at 8-2, and having beaten each other for their two losses. Now, how would this be settled? Uh, That we would find out this past week when the tiebreakers were announced. Um, Tiebreakers are on the Yeshiva League website, myhsal.com. A little different than last year, and that really plays into it. Just to take a look at what the tiebreakers are, like we said for a couple of the other leagues, for for two teams that are tied, it's head-to-head, strength of schedule, which is calculated by taking the combined average of uh, of a team's opponent's wins and you know and uh, averaging that out record versus playoff teams by percentage it means that you know it means that the better percentages against uh, uh winning against teams that are in the playoffs if both teams are undefeated then whoever has the most wins for the playoffs teams uh conference record and then a play in for the last spot or a coin toss for seeding now what we really need to look at here is the three or more teams tied and this should also explain to you why Central was out in the East as opposed to Hafter or Ramaz. The way that it would go, first of all, head-to-head of 
all teams tied in head-to-head, even if there is a difference in number of games played. That doesn't really matter for uh, girls JV because all three of these teams have played the same number of games. We'll get into that in a second. Second will be strength of schedule. Third will be record versus playoff teams. And then conference record, coin toss. How would this go? Well, let's take you through exactly what we needed to figure out. Starting out with head-to-head. All three of these teams, Frisch, SAR, Maya Note, all one and one versus each other. Uh, in the East, it was a little bit easier to figure out with Hafter, Central, and Ramaz because Hafter, uh, sorry, Central was two and two, Ramaz was two and one, Hafter was one and two. So it was pretty easy. Ramaz got the Ramaz got the head there because they were two and one. They had a better percentage. After that, it would go back to a two-team race between Central and Hafter, and that would actually go down to uh, strength of schedule. Give me a second. I'm going to go back to the West just to explain strength of schedule. We'll come back to the East afterwards. Here, the head-to-head all tied for SAR and Maya Notes, which means that we have to go to our next one. And this is really where it gets interesting. It's like, for the math for the math people out there, it's very intriguing. It's um, It's something you want to calculate. Uh, it's something you got to calculate. It's something you really need to have a mathematical head for, uh, just keeping track of numbers. So strength of schedule this year was as follows. The Basically, you take the winning percentage from each team that a team has played, and you average it out. And that's your team's strength of schedule. So I was trying to think about how to present this in a way where it wouldn't be so boring, where only the math heads get what I'm saying. So I'm going to just do it this way. At the end of the year, you take each team's winning percentage and you add it up based on how many times a team faced a particular team. So let's say we're talking about uh, about um, Maya Note here. Maya Note faced SAR twice. SAR finishes with an 800 winning percentage. So that's 0.8 for each of those two games. If they were to beat Frisch, then Frisch would have an 800 winning percentage uh, as well. So they would also be 0.8 for each of the two times they played. Kushner and Brewer uh, each had one win, so each of those would be 0.1. So you have 0. 0.8, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.1, 0. 0.1, 0.1. That would be the the uh, for their division. Now, out west, it's different than in the east because in the west, there are only five teams. So everybody plays everybody twice in the west. So for that portion of their schedule, it's all going to remain the same. The difference is really going to come down to the teams that they played outside of their conference. And taking you through them, SAR faced North Shore and Hafter at their interconference games. Mayanode faced Ramaz and North Shore. Frisch played Hafter and Flatbush. Taking a look at the strength of schedule you would derive from those. North Shore finished at 3 and 10. They are 0.3. They're 300. Hafter finished at 5 and 5. They're 0.5. So, as you can tell, that's a total of 0.8 divided by 2. The difference there is 0.4. Their total strength of schedule was a 0.44. Maya Note finished, uh, sorry, faced Ramaz. 0.5 because they were 5 and 5. North Shore also 0.3. It's the same thing as SAR. They also finish with the same strength of schedule as SAR, 0.44. Frisch faced Hafter, also a 0.5. So we're almost all the same. The difference, though, is Flatbush. Unlike North Shore, who finished at 3 and 7, 
Flatbush finished at 2-8, meaning that the strength of schedule for Flatbush is .2, which means that Frisch falls behind in the strength of schedule battle with a .43, which means that Frisch, who came into this game being first, would fall all the way to third, and we would then have to go to a two-team tiebreak between SAR and Mayanota. We're not done with the East yet. Give me a second, I'll get to that. We're going to go back to a two-team scenario now between SAR and Mayanota to finish who gets the one seed. Remember, the head-to-head split. Strength of schedule, still the same, .44. Record versus playoff teams, and this is where what happened in the East this past week really shook up what happened in the West going to take you back now to the East equation, because they went through the same scenario, Hafter versus Central. Well, we spoke about how the three-team tie worked and how it goes back to Hafter and Central now. Head-to-head, they were tied. They both were at one and one. Let's calculate the strength of schedule for the two of them to see their tie break. So, Hafter faced Central twice, Flatbush twice, North Shore twice. They faced Hank, Ramaz, Frisch, and SAR. Central faced Hank twice, Hafter twice, Flatbush, Ramaz twice, uh, North Shore, Kushner, and Bruria. So, taking a look, Central 500, so that's two times where it's 0.5. Flatbush, 0.2, so for Hafter, that's two times where it's 0.2. North Shore, uh, 300, so that's 0.3 for each. Hank, 0.9. Ramaz, 0.5. Frisch and SAR, 0.5, 0.5. So for Hafter... Sorry, 0.8 for Frisch and SAR. So for Hafter, I jumped the gun there. For Hafter, the strength of schedule is 0.5. Should uh, Frisch win against Mayanote, um, it would be 0.9. So Hafter's would be 0.51. Central, facing Hank twice, 0.9 twice. Faced Hafter, 0.5 twice. Faced Flatbush, uh, sorry, faced Flatbush, which is 0.2. Faced Ramaz, which is 0.5 faced uh, North Shore, which is 0.3. Kushner and Bruria, though, really brings down a strength of schedule because of the 0.1, and so they would finish with 0.45, which would give Hafter the third seed and eliminate Central. That is very important uh, in a second. Uh, well, let's get back to the West now and see how. Coming into the week, Hafter was already safely in the playoffs. So that goes to SAR. SAR faced five teams that were in the playoffs. They have Mayano twice, Frisch twice, and Hafter, with a record of 3-2. and two. Coming into the week, though, Mayano had only faced four, SAR and Frisch. So they were 2-2. Two and two. So coming into the week, SAR had a distinct advantage. What changed? Well, Ramaz changed. The fact that Ramaz now makes the playoffs gives Mayanote an extra win over a playoff team. So that pushes their record up to 3-2 and two as well. So with two wins, SAR and Mayanote, SAR goes from having the potential one seed to now being tied in a situation where if Mayanote beats Frisch, both teams now would be tied. Um, that would force us down the line to our next tiebreaker proceeding, which would be conference record. Both teams would have finished their conference record at 6-2, and two, which would mean that even with strength of schedule, the top of this division would go to a coin toss. So if Mayanote were to beat Frisch this coming, this coming Wednesday night, we would end up going to a coin toss for the top seed in the division. Uh, Frisch would get the three. Frisch, uh, Frisch would get the three, SAR and Mayanote would take a coin flip for one and two. So, 
we really don't have a complete playoff bracket to give you just yet. We can give you the East, which has Hank as the East 1 seed. They'll face the winner of West 2 hosting East 3 Hafter. And in the other bracket, it'll be the West 1 team hosting the winner of East 2 Ramaz when they play whoever is the West 3rd seed. We'll give you more uh, a more definite uh, uh, answer on that next week going to move over now to boys basketball, where uh, could be a couple of interesting scenarios over the week. Uh, could find ourselves seeing both a three-way and or a five-way tie for uh, for a playoff spot. How did we get there? Let's go through the week of action. We'll get you uh, all caught up. DRS began the week with a 51-48 to win over Hafter. DRS rallied from six down at halftime. Quite a bit more of a, uh, of a de- uh, sorry, quite a bit less of a deficit than the uh, than the deficit that they were facing at the beginning of the season when they faced Hafter. Gideon Volinsky scoring 20 points. Ben Leichtung adding 17 to up DRS's record to 10-4. and So DRS pulling into uh, a prime spot to contend for at least the second spot in the East. And when I say at least the second spot in the East, we'll get to exactly why in a second. Hank uh, took a 75-48 to win over Derek Atora from 21 from Mayor Levy. So Hank, at 9-4, and four, pulls in one game behind DRS. Now, they'll also be important in a second. Uh, another game that, uh, that fell close to the top, Flatbush, continuing their climb back to the top, knocking off uh, Rambam, 67-54. to Rambam, first place last week, taking two tough losses in the weeks uh, in the week since to knock them way back. They drop to 10-4, Flatbush 9-4, tied with Hank, right behind Rambam and DRS now. You see where this is going. Uh, um, and it really leads itself to an amazing matchup this week. And that's also because of what happened between Mag and David and YDE. Um, also taking a loss that makes things interesting, YDE could have wrapped up the East. Instead, they faced a hungry and desperate Mag and David team. Uh, the Thunder fell 54-43, now 10-3, and a half game ahead of DRS and Rambam. I'll get to that in a second. Teddy Shama led all scorers with 20 points, and Steven Mizrahi with 10 and 21 rebounds for Mag and David. Jack Zayea led YDE with 14. The Thunder still maintain control, though, and can take the East with a win over Hank this coming week. Warriors earned their sixth win to pull into a tie with Hafter. After having the tie break, meaning that Mag and David would, have, uh, would need to win against MTA on Saturday night and have Hafter lose to Heschel and YDH this coming week to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, it would not get any further as last night, MTA took out Mag and David 41-32, to meaning that Mag and David would finish on the outside of the playoffs at 6-8. and Hafter would take the final playoff spot at having at least 6 and the tiebreaker over Mag and David. Rambam also played last night, cementing their final record at 10-4, as we said earlier. Um, then, you know, uh, with an 82-60 win over Maor, Daniel Petrukovsky, Aaron Azo scoring 25 apiece. So the East looks like this. We have YDE at 10-3, DRS at 10-4, Rambam at 10-4, Hank at 9-4, Flatbush at 9-4. Um, you have Hafter at 6-6, six six, locked into the 6th seed. Mag and David, 6-8, North Shore, 4-8, Shari Torah, 4-8, YDH, 3-10, Solomon Schechter, 0-14. All those teams are done. What really gets interesting is that, depending on what happens in two games on this coming Tuesday night, we have Shari Torah Flatbush. Flatbush beats Shari Torah, 
they're at 10 and 4. And we'll have at least a three-way tie at 10 and 4, DRS, Rambam, and Flatbush. Now, what would make matters even more interesting is if that happens, and if that very same night, Hank defeats YDE. Because if that happens, you will have YDE, DRS, Rambam, Hank, and Flatbush all tied at 10-4 and four to finish the season. And we would need to go through a whole long tiebreaker scenario to figure out who would get the number one seed. YDE wins that, sk- that game. It's easy. YDE gets the one, and then we have to do a three-team tiebreak between DRS, Rambam, and potentially Flatbush if they win. If not, it's a two-team tiebreak. That gets easy. But where it gets really, really tough is if we have those two situations, which could happen. YDE and Hank faced to start off the season. YDE only defeated Hank by two. So it's not unlikely that we could see a five-team tiebreak. Now, I've done my crude math based on what we just said earlier with the girls for their tiebreak. And if that's the case, my math has it falling out this way. Don't take it for, for you know, take it for what it's worth. Don't... Uh, don't take it as gospel. But the way it would look would be DRS would get the 1, Hank would get the 2, YDE the 3, uh, Flatbush the 4, and Rambam the 5 in that situation. But I don't think we've ever seen a 5-way tiebreak. This would be monumental. Heading out to the West, where things are just a little bit easier to figure out, we know who's at the top already. We know Heschel is taking the number one seed, and that's because this past week they defeated TABC 51 to 31. Didn't not without a fight though. After trailing by 15 at the half, the Storm uh, closed to within six late in the third before Heschel ended the game on a 23 to nine run. Jeremy Spiro led Heschel with 23 points. That win clinched first place for the Heschel Heat. Um, which would be good because the very next night, though, Frisch, uh, looking to uh, looking to cement their their seating as the the second uh, the second first round by team, they rolled through Heschel in the first half, scoring 42 points. 42 points in the first half for the Cougars against Heschel, a team that has been undefeated all year, undefeated no more. First taking a 68-53 win. Four Cougar players reaching double digits, handing Heschel its first loss, locking up the second seed. So Heschel at the top at 12-1 right now. One game left to go. Frisch finishing their season at 11-3, clinching the second seed and a first round bye. Uh, beyond them, there were two other games on the week other than the two cross games that we mentioned between MTA and Mag and David, Ramba and Maor. Maor was in action against Hillel this past week. Hillel defeating Maor 78-60. to Isaac Beta capping off his amazing season with another 40-point effort to take the league points per game crown. And Ramaz defeating JEC 56-27. to Those four teams all out of the playoffs, so those games really meaningless list for the standings. So taking a look at the rest of the division, you have Heschel at 12 and 1, Frisch at 11 and 3, SAR at 10 and 3, TABC 9 and 4, MTA 9 and 4, Kushner at 8 and 6. Kushner clinching the 6th seed, Heschel at the 1, Frisch the 2. What's really going to get interesting is the middle 3, SAR, TABC, and MTA. SAR and TABC were supposed to face off this past Thursday night, uh, in the night of the snowed-out games. Unfortunately, that game did not happen because of the snow. And due to um, due to scheduling issues over the next week or two, that game is not going to happen. 
it's going to be canceled. So what that means is that both TABC and SAR will only have played 13 games. And this is where percentages is going to come into battle. Because MTA has a game this week against JEC. If MTA wins, they'll be 10-4. and four. So the seeding is going to be done between these three teams based on their winning percentage. If MTA wins, they'll be 10-4. and four. They'll jump over TABC. SAR will be the 3. MTA will be the 4. TABC will be the 5. TABC and MTA are going to face each other either way. SAR and Kushner are going to face each other either way in the 3-6. to six. SAR is guaranteed the 3. Um... If MTA loses to JEC, they'll be ten and four. TABC will be the will be the four seed, and they will host MTA in the first round. Uh, didn't mean to include SAR in that. SAR is guaranteed the three seed, no matter what. Um, so looks very interesting in the West. Not as interesting in the East, but because of that, it definitely makes it a little more intriguing to see what goes on with MTA. TABC not getting to take matters into their own hands in this case, so it'll only come down to what happens to MTA in their battle with JEC. Um, JEC looking to fend off a winless season. MTA looking to get that 10th win and host a first-round game. Taking a look at the games on the week ahead, uh, we didn't include Shari Torah North Shore today. Um, don't have that score because that game is going on right now. Either way, that game is irrelevant to the playoffs. Tomorrow night, Heschel will host Hafter. Neither team can gain from that. Heschel is the one seed in the West. Hafter, the sixth seed in the East. Monday night, North Shore Ramaz. Again, two teams not in the playoffs. Tuesday, we'll have three games, Shari Torah and Flatbush. That game is obviously important for Flatbush, looking to push their way up in the seedings. Hank and YDE, we've already discussed that if Hank wins that game, it will be at least a four-team tie, depending on what happens with Flatbush. Tuesday night will be also the MTAJEC game that we just mentioned. Thursday night, Hafter and Derek Hattoro will make up the postponed game from this past uh, Thursday night as well. And as we said, that SARTABC game that was supposed to be Thursday night has been canceled. And that will wrap up the regular season for boys varsity basketball. Moving over to boys JV basketball now to cap out our show. Uh, Really interesting week that just happened. There were six games on the week, uh, two east, two west, and two crossover games, and there were three games postponed because of the snow. Looking at the East, we'll start off with the game that didn't matter to either division. Ezra and Westchester did battle. Uh, one of these teams would walk away with their first victory on the year, and it would be Westchester with the 56-40 to win over Ezra. So congratulations to Westchester. Westchester at 1-9, and and Ezra finishing off their season at 0-10. Now on to the games, though, that did matter. In the East, we'll start off there. Hank taking a 65-25 to win over Ezra. Again, Ezra wrapping up their season at 0-10. Hank moving up to 7-3 and and in a tie with DRS in second for, uh, for right now. Um... What we mean by right now is that YDE has a game against Mag and David later on this coming week. It was supposed to be Thursday night. It's postponed. And YDE could finish off at 7-3 and three, or could push Mag and David up to 7-1. and one. There are a lot of different scenarios, so we can't really do a tie break right now. We will have to wait until at the very least next, well, next week is going to be over already. But we won't really know 
what's going on until we see a little more from Mag and David. Mag and David now having three games on the week ahead to finish out their season. Uh, so really no tiebreak can be done until at least Wednesday once we figure out how things will roll. Um, other game on the week, Flatbush pushing itself up above 500 to 5 and 4 with a 43 to 31 win over Rambam. So Flatbush really trying to make a late run now at 5 and 4, although it may be just a little too late. Megan David has a one game cushion with uh over over Flatbush North Shore at 5 and 3, Flatbush at 5 and 4. Flatbush will be eliminated with a loss because at 5 wins they cannot get higher than North Shore, and they do not have the tiebreaker over North Shore. So a North Shore win or a Mag and David loss will effectively end Flatbush's run. Um, Interesting to see what happens, though, if Flatbush does win their last game of the season against Mag and David, because that'll push them up to six wins and push Mag and David to six and two. But Mag and David has other games. Mag and David face North Shore. Shari Torah and North Shore, which was supposed to be this past week, is pushed to this coming uh, this coming uh, Tuesday, I believe. Uh, sorry, this coming yeah, this coming Tuesday. It's going to be interesting. Let me. I'll get into that in a second because that's a really interesting night. Uh, the game that was postponed between North Shore and Shari Torah will be played this coming Tuesday night um, in Shari Torah. That game will be at 9 o'clock, I believe, because I think at 7 o'clock, North Shore is going to be playing in Mag and David. That's right. Because of scheduling issues, and because they won't have any time over the week ahead, the only night that they could play would be the same night that they're in Brooklyn to face another team, and so they're going to be playing two games in the same night. I don't know if that's ever happened in Yeshiva League history. Two teams, uh, one team playing two games in the same night. Taking a look at the East, just to recap the East in terms of the standings, Hafter at 8-2 has clinched a playoff berth and a first-round bye. Who will join them? We'll find out over the next three days. DRS and Hank are tied at 7-3. and three. YDE at 6-3, Mag and David at 6-1, North Shore at 5-3, Flatbush at 5-4. Rambam, Shari Torah, and Ezra finishing outside the playoff bubble. Moving over to the West, two games... Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention one more about Flatbush. Flatbush got the 5-4 with a 45-41, what you would call an upset over MTA this past week. For MTA, it would be their second loss, regardless of the fact they've already clinched the three seats, so they really don't have anything to fight for. They took two tough losses on the week, uh, losing 45-41 to Flatbush, and that was... The night after, they took a 41-40 to loss to Heschel. So before I get into, get into the last two games that were on the week, let's recap the standings. Frisch at 9-1, and one, already clinching a first-round bye. They'll be awaiting TABC's game against Westchester, who I mistakenly just said that they were 1-9 capping out their season. They are 1-8. They have one game left, and it'll be against uh, TABC. TABC wins that game. They clinch the number one seed. Regardless, TABC and Frisch are your first round buys. MTA, as we said, even with the losses, 6-4, and four, clinching the three seed. They already had that coming into the week. SAR at 6-4, and four, also clinching the four seed. What the game against Heschel with MTA really did was it made it very interesting for the, uh, for the five, six, and out positions. JEC took a 51 to 30, a 50 to 31 win over Ramaz. So JEC upped their record to five and five, clinching a playoff berth and the fifth seed. What did not happen though was Ramaz getting a playoff spot because of the loss. Ramaz dropped 
from a three-way tie with Hill and Heschel, they dropped to three and seven, meaning that they were eliminated. That win by Heschel pushed Heschel up to four and six and into uh, prime position. But it must await Hillel now, who is at three and six. Because of the overtime win by Hillel over Heschel two weeks ago, Hillel still controls its own destiny, and it faces Share Torah this coming week. If Hillel defeats Share Torah, Oh, sorry, they faced today. We do not have a score for that, though. Uh, if Hillel defeated Shari Torah today, Hillel is in with the sixth seed. If not, if Hillel lost to Shari Torah today, it is Heschel that gets the sixth and final playoff spot, and it'll be all because, all because of that win over MTA, a one-point win making the difference in the boys JV West. So really interesting week that happened and a really interesting week ahead. As we said, the Hillel and Shari Torah game that was played today, that was a 3 p.m. game. Tomorrow night, Mag and David will face Flatbush in Mag and David. That game means a lot for both teams. Mag and David for positioning Flatbush in order to make the, or looking to push ahead to make the playoffs. Tuesday night, Mag and David plays again. Um, they'll play North Shore at 7 o'clock, and then North Shore will travel to Shari Torah that very same night, yeah, right after, and it's okay because Mag and David and Shari Torah are literally a mile from each other. It'll be a 9 o'clock game in North, in Shari Torah, North Shore, finishing out their season with their last two games on one night. Um, also, on Tuesday night, TABC and Westchester, a postponement from this past Thursday, and Tuesday night, and Tuesday night, uh, sorry, and this coming Thursday night, we'll see Mag and David and YDE. Mag and David finishing out their season with a three games in four night stretch. Taking a look at the playoffs, uh, not really much set. The West will have its six teams set. Frisch and TABC taking the one and two. West three MTA will take on the winner of Heschel versus Hillel. And SAR and JEC will do battle in SAR. The East has nothing said except for the fact that Hafter will get the one. And that's... Sorry, well, Hafter will get the one or the two. And that's pretty much it. Uh, We'll have more for you next week on the Court Report. Well, that about does it for another amazing week in Yeshiva League Sports. We're coming up on our last one, so stay tuned. It is going to be a great one. You've already heard about all the amazing things that can happen this week. We're looking very much forward to bringing you all the updates as they happen. And uh, next week, we will have for you everything you need to know about the playoffs. Again, stay tuned to find out whether we'll be having our show Sunday or Tuesday. That will be announced some point over the week. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, JM in the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up before the season is over. See you next week right here on the Court Report, only on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com